you know, did you know that a normal human being eats 1,200 calories to like 2,300 calories a day? Hmm. And Elvis ate 10,000 to 12,000 calories a day. This man's probably sweating bacon grease by now. Oh my gosh, that is disgusting. Right? Hey everyone. I'm your host, Janelle. And I'm your host, Sydney. And welcome to While, While I Can, Can talk. talk. Let's talk about Elvis the Pelvis. Better known as Mr. Elvis Presley. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but Sydney, before we begin, let's talk about your week. How was it? It was pretty good. We started working out. That's true. Yeah. And just working. My sister's moving in next week, so we're just getting ready for that. Exciting. Yeah. How was your week, Janelle? I mean, we kind of practically hung out. I know we, we like hung out every single day. So <laughs> yeah, no, it was it was a good week. Yeah, we did work out, and oh my gosh, that first was it the first day when I told you like I couldn't go to sleep. I didn't go to bed till like two in the morning because my I think legs so. hurt so bad. Yeah, like I've worked out before, but it's just never been like that. Yeah, I mean, we're just pushing ourselves, I feel like, but it's good. Yeah, I like working out. So. Yeah, no, it, I liked it. It's fun. It's gonna be fit. God, God be fit. Yeah, God yeah. be fit. What else did we do this week? We researched for our podcast. Oh, we did? Yes, and Sydney over here <laughs> wouldn't leave me alone about my Elvis research. And you know what? I didn't even do it. <laughs> Not until this morning. Hey, that's okay. Yeah, that's okay. But anyway, Elvis, let's get to it. Uh, so you're probably wondering why we're doing a whole episode about Elvis. I'll let Janelle explain <laughs> Okay, so there is a reason why we're talking about Elvis, and he does have some influence on the name of our podcast. So one of his songs gives the idea that if you have a voice, use it, and use it for good. Especially Elvis, as a person who has so much influence and so many people look up to him and listen to him, Mm -hmm. he wanted to use it to create music, especially with this song, Basically, just use it for good. Say something good. Stand for what he believes in. And so, like, I kind of wanted to incorporate that in our podcast because, yeah, we want to talk about, like, what we believe in, what our thoughts are, or our experiences, or just, like... Something super random. Yeah. And, I don't know. It's just... It's fun. It gives us something to do, too. And then, at the same time, while we're going to be talking maybe about funny stuff... Or real deep serious stuff we want to use it and say something like that could be helpful to someone else yeah so while I can talk I want to talk right exactly that's like the whole idea about exactly. it exactly well and we saw the Elvis movie a couple times but the the song that did play I mean me and Janelle like loved the song and we listened to it like all the time so I feel like it just spoke to us and yeah like, it oh, did. let's just let's do it you know yeah anyways <laughs> so let's get into Elvis shall we Let's do it. Um, if you don't know anything about Elvis, I'm going to tell you a brief, like, 10-minute short. I don't know if it's going to be short. We'll see. The man has... His life is crazy. Uh, so I got my information from Graceland.com, which is... The family is over this website, so they tell you all about Elvis's life, kind of all the things in Graceland, what you can do in Graceland, that kind of stuff. So let's get into Elvis. Um, Elvis was born in two... To Plow, Mississippi. In January of 1935, he was actually a twin brother, if you didn't know that. Yeah, I didn't know that until I watched the movie. Yeah, he was a twin brother, but his brother was stillborn when he was born. Um, his name was Jesse. So that left Elvis to be the only child. And then when he was younger, they moved to Memphis, Tennessee in like 1948. So he's probably like 
about around 12. But in 1954, just a year after he graduated high school, he began his singing career with Sunset Records. And then a year later, his contract was sold to RCA Victors, which is another, like, music company. And then he got his manager, Colonel Parker. Yes, Tom Parker. So what I found out was that... So the whole narrative in the movie was that Colonel Parker was had this, like, secret life or, like, background that he didn't want exposed. It kind of, like, in those scenes where they're, like, in this office setting and it's kind of, like, dark and it's, like, if you don't get Elvis to stop, we're going to expose you. That never happened. He never had a secret life or he did have a He did. So it wasn't really secret. People knew about it. I don't think Elvis personally himself knew about it, Mm -hmm. but people did know. He did enlist in the U.S. Army and he did say that he was um, a Dutch citizen, I believe. In the Army, he did declare himself as a Dutch citizen, but they said that he had to swear that he was a U.S. citizen, which he never did. And then he went AWOL and then that's where things kind of get a little... Messy. Messy. Yeah. So, because he never did that leads into a lot of the issues that happened later towards Elvis's career in the end. Uh-huh. But we'll get to that in a bit. Yeah. So then, after his contract sold, things went super fast for Elvis. Like, he started making music really fast. Records started selling. People started knowing who he was. So, like, imagine. You're, like, 19. You sell your contract to this person, and then you start making music, and people start knowing who you are and going crazy, like, oh my gosh, Elvis, or oh my gosh, Janelle, you know, like, I don't think I could be as like, calm as he was, like, as, you know, just imagine, like, like the, the shock and fresh, the difference. Yeah, fresh out of high school, and you're already making music and becoming famous. Like, it's crazy. His first single that he dropped was Heartbreak Hotel, along with I Was The One on vinyl in January of 1955, and just two weeks after the vinyl was released, it sold over 300,000 copies. So not even a, a month. That's a lot. That's just for like lot. two and a half weeks. Wow. 300 copies. Um, and then it goes to the Billboard Top Single Charts for eight weeks, and it was number one on there. Uh, and then Elvis is... So his, that was his first single. Did sell over a million copies after a couple months, and that earned him the first Golden Record Award. So it was like three months after he released a single, he puts out an album, and that reached over a million dollars in sales in, like, a month. Holy cow. And then that earned him the Golden Album Award, which I don't really know about, like, the Golden Album and the Golden Record. Yeah. I think it's, like, super important. So did he get big really fast? Mm -hmm. Like, super fast. So, yeah. So Elvis is just getting more and more famous. People are really starting to love him. The girls are going crazy over him. Tell me about that. I okay. just want to know. So in the movie, they showed, like, these girls go insane. Like, they've never seen a boy before. Mm-hmm. Never. Mm-hmm. And I'm just wondering, were Elvis's moves that controversial that these girls were going so crazy for him? Yeah. So my grandma, I asked my grandma about Elvis. I was like, did you... Okay. Were you obsessed with Elvis, yeah, so I, yeah, so I asked my grandma, I was like, Grandma, do you remember Elvis? Like, were you really obsessed with Elvis? And she said, well, she was a little too young for Elvis, but the girls went crazy for him. Because first off, they never seen anyone move their that hips way? like that. Like, that kind of, like, huh. seductive way, I guess. Because it's the 50s, so. That's crazy. I mean, like, thinking of it from our point of in our lives, mm-hmm. that those moves aren't crazy to me. Exactly. It, I feel like that's just, like... 
I mean, people do the Fortnite dance. <laughs> I feel like that's worse than Elvis's move. Yeah, so my grandma was just saying it was so like controversial for the time huh. because it was the 50s that you never see anyone moving like that on TV or in movies. So he was the first one to really like show his moves and that's what made the girls go crazy because they've never seen any guy, I guess, move like that before. Right. And never had like those feelings that they had before. <laughs> <laughs> so my grandma did say, yeah, Elvis was pretty controversial during the time and like want people want him in jail just because of how he moved. Like it was Jeez. just kind of really raunchy, I guess, and wrong because of the time that they were in. Yeah, not appropriate. Exactly, yeah, not appropriate for the time. So, the colonel had, in the movie, it shows that he was managing this one guy. Oh, yeah, yeah, That yeah. they went to carnivals. Yeah. And, yeah, they portrayed the, the, Hank Snow, I believe is his name. Yeah. That he didn't like Elvis. And he didn't understand the moves either. And that is true. Yeah. The son idolizing Elvis, though, is a little over-exaggerated. Oh, yeah, because he went way over the top in the movie. <laughs> yeah, but they did say they're like, that is some sinful moves. Well, because, yeah, yeah, no one ever moved like that before. So. Yeah, no. Which would make sense. Um, so then in June of 1956, so just a year after his album came out, he went on the Milton Bur- Burley show. I don't know if I'm saying that right. To perform Hound Dog. So this performance was actually very, very controversial. But this was when he started going crazy with his hip moves and, like, that's where he got the name Elvis the Pelvis because he really know how to move that pelvis. (laughs) But, But the girls were going wild and crazy just for how he was moving, but the press and the adults were disgusted by this performance. So according to Graceland.com, by this time his sexy moves and black influenced sound were condemned by certain factors of moral concern, establishments, and religious communities. But the kids loved it. (laughs) (laughs) And then next month, he went on the Steve Allen show to perform Hound Dog again, but this time they told him, you're not allowed to move your hips, you're not allowed to do anything crazy, it needs to be a family-appropriate performance. So they dressed him up in, like, this suit and tie, and they had a dog next to him. And no one told Elvis that there was going to be dog or anything like that, like what he was going to be wearing. So he got up there and pretty much kind of embarrassed himself because no one really informed him like what was going on other than don't move your hips. Oh, wow. So it was a more like really toned down Elvis performance, which he said it was not like him at all. He was like, I, he hated this performance. He never talks about it because he was just so like disappointed and right. And then, like, Upset. going along with that, they did depict that in the movie pretty mm-hmm. well. But the one part that they kind of misinterpreted a little bit is that the colonel didn't exactly tell him not to move exactly. his hips. Like, he was all for it. But they didn't. Like, he was going to get condoned and get in yeah, trouble. Yeah, so and... there were going to be consequences. The whole time, the colonel always knew what Elvis was going to do. Like, there's this one scene in the movie where... You know, they're saying, like, you can't move a finger or whatever. Mm-hmm. And the colonel never knew that he was going to plan on mm-hmm. start moving his hips and whatnot. But that wasn't the case because the colonel actually knew everything that Elvis was going to do because Elvis oh. would tell him. It wasn't no secret between them two. Okay. So that was a little um, misinterpreted in the movie because that yeah. wasn't true. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, so after this performance, he started getting into films. Um he did a couple films here and there, and... I never really knew he did films. 
yeah, he has a lot. Some of them are not great. <laughs> Some of them are really, like, dumb. But this is where you get, like, Jailhouse Rock. He starts performing all over the U.S. and Hawaii. Um, so his last performance he did before he got his draft papers was in Hawaii. And then he got his draft papers to go into the Army. Um, do you know why he actually went into the Army? Because the movie says something else. The movie was just to make him, like, a good American boy. Yeah. Which is true. Which is not true. Whoa. Wait. What I found out was... It it might be a little true. Okay, let's hear what you have to say. Okay, so one of them said that the Air Force... They didn't want to send him out into combat at all, because obviously it's Elvis Presley. So the Air Force wanted to use him as a recruiting model and not send him into combat. Okay. But it might be true because he was getting a little crazy with his moves. So it might be half true about, like, what did you find? (laughs) So apparently the colonel was working closely with the Pentagon in creating Elvis's career in the Army. And yeah, he wasn't going to do combat. He was mostly going to be there to, like, um, bring money in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So... Yeah, so they they were trying to do that, trying to coordinate, like, post-army concerts and stuff. Yeah. The whole, like, how they said it in the movie, too, where the colonel is always saying, good American boy, all good American boy. Yeah. Like, that was true. That's what he wanted out of Elvis. And I don't know if it was necessarily, because a lot of it was, they thought rock and roll wasn't going to last that long. Right. And they were just like, let's kind of shift your um, image in a different direction, like a well-defined gentleman mm-hmm. and not this crazy hip-moving guy. Yeah. Rock and roll. Because they didn't think it would last long. Right. Which, I mean, it was a pretty big deal still, I think. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, but, yeah, the whole point was, especially in the colonel's eyes, was to just make him a good American boy. Yeah. And, like, family-friendly. Mm-hmm. He was exactly. just basically a moneymaker for these people. Pretty much. I mean, the colonel, all he cared about was money. Yeah. So, that makes sense. So, I guess arcs kind of go together. Because, yeah. like, the army did want to use him for recruiting and money. Right. So, yeah. Um, so, during the time that he was in the army, he was stationed in Germany. And this is where he met Priscilla. Ooh, his wife. Uh, the two reportedly met at a party in 1959 when he was 24 and she was 14. That's gross. 14. I wonder if it, like, has something to do with, like, money Probably. or fame. Because he was pretty famous when she, when he met Priscilla. As the years go on, he gets more famous. Yeah. But he was still pretty famous, and everyone knew who he was. So That's I'm sure it was like, insane. oh, it's Elvis. Like, you know, he'll be fine. But she's 14, and he's 24. Like, that's disgusting. I'm sorry. That's nasty. So then he came back from... Germany, and they did, like, this huge, like, TV special, Welcome Home Elvis from the Army, like, concert kind of thing. Elvis was still talking to Priscilla. They were still had a relationship, but it was more, like, long distance because she was still in Germany. Then she convinces her parents to move in with Elvis. Yeah, and doesn't she finish her high school to finish years high living school. with him? Mm-hmm. And then even after, they still live together. Yeah. So they dated for seven years. All the while, he was seeing other women, too. And some wow. of them were underage, too. That I did not know. Yeah, it's a little... Elvis is... Elvis is a little controversial. It is a, a little bit. Stuff. A little bit. So after seven years of dating, Elvis and Priscilla tied the knot in an intimate Las Vegas civil ceremony on the morning of May 1st, 1967. The wedding only lasted eight minutes. Was their eight family minutes. even there? I think their family was there, yeah. Wow. But it was only eight minutes. 
Um, it was actually organized by Elvis's longtime manager, Colonel Parker, who reported reportedly believed that the couple living together out of wedlock was hurting Elvis's image. The Rockers cook reportedly said that she found Elvis crying on the wedding day, and she was like, well, can you cancel the wedding? And he was like, I don't have a choice. I have to marry her, pretty much. Wow. So the cook was like, hey, Elvis, you good? And he was like, no, but I have to marry her anyway because it's <laughs> ruining my image. Oh, no. So then Parker, which is the manager, arranged for the the just married couple to meet with the press right after they said I do. So, like, they say I do, and then they have to go and do, like, press. Could you imagine? That's... I cannot. I cannot. And then, exactly nine months to the day of their wedding, Priscilla gives birth to their daughter, Lisa Marie. A baby was born. A baby was brought into the world. (laughs) (laughs) Then, as the years go on, Elvis is getting more and more famous. He's doing more movies, more TV specials, more concerts. Um, This is when he starts playing month-long shows in Vegas hotels. So he's not really home with his daughter and Priscilla that much. So then after six years of marriage, Priscilla and Elvis separate due to infidelity on both sides. As Priscilla said, he wasn't faithful. Um, After the divorce, he's only focused on music now. So he's just playing concerts all the time. All the time. And this is where he starts getting more and more into drugs, like heavy painkillers, codeine, that kind of stuff. Wait, is this already in Vegas? Yeah. Well, he was in Vegas for... I just touched a little bit on Vegas. Like, he did month-long shows in Vegas hotels. Then then he got divorced from Priscilla. Then he just started doing concerts all the time. Doing heavy drugs all the time. They didn't really touch much on the drugs in the movie. No. Which, I mean, I feel like it's fine. Yeah. But it is, like, a bigger part towards the end of his life because it did impact how he died. So his drug habits got really, really bad after the divorce. He started using a lot of heavy drugs to kind of get up in the morning and to perform, pretty much. So, and it was the only way he could function and play shows. So on August 8th of 1977, Elvis passes away due to heart failure, and it's, it's suspected that his heart failed due to the mixture of drugs that he took. And so he died, like, at 7 a.m. in the morning. Mid-afternoon, it's announced that Elvis has passed away. And in a matter of hours, the whole world knows that Elvis died. How they found Elvis, so he went to the bathroom, you know, doing his thing, trying to do his business. (laughs) (laughs) Trying. And he ends up, like, having heart failure and having, like, a heart attack and, like, dying on the toilet. People have been like, oh, Elvis died because he pooped on the toilet. (laughs) That might be happening because... There is, like, suspect because of how he ate, but he ate so much and so much, like, really bad, nasty, greasy foods for you that they thought he was, like, backed up. But we never know because his autopsy's not out yet. But he did die of, like, heart, like, cause of death, I guess. It was, like, a heart attack. Yes. So the doctor believes it was because of all the pills that he had. So that's, like, a short synopsis about Elvis. So let's talk about Elvis's crazy diet because... It's, some of the foods, I'm like, ooh, that might be good. But most of them, I'm like, oh, it gives me a gut bomb. <laughs> <laughs> a gut bomb. I've never heard that term before. You've never heard I've that? I've never heard that term before. Me and my mom say it all the time. Really? <laughs> like, oh, it gives me a gut bomb. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I found... So I'm only going to talk about, like, his most famous foods that he ate. Okay, that makes let's sense. hear it. Like I said at the beginning of the episode, Elvis consumed 10,000 to 12,000 calories a day. 
That's insane. A normal grown adult man should consume no more than 3,500. This man had quite the palate, I gotta tell you. <laughs> Let's talk about this man ate for breakfast. More bacon? <laughs> no, Janelle, there's a lot of red meat in oh, this man. breakfast. So he loved an enormous breakfast, complete with sausage, bacon, eggs, fried potatoes, home-baked rolls, and coffee. He, was, he had a tremendous appetite for breakfast. Elvis liked his bacon burnt. And then they used so much pepper on the omelet that it ended up looking black for his oh, eggs. No way. He liked cream of wheat and fresh orange juice. And those were like what he would eat too. Every meal he had to contain some sort of meat, whether it was roast beef, ham, steak, boneless chicken, hamburger, meatloaf, and bacon. <laughs> yeah, you can't the forget the bacon. Loved his bacon. <laughs> So then his typical snacks, he would eat a morning snack, which was four scoops of ice cream with six chocolate chip cookies before breakfast. On top of that, he would eat coconut cake made um, by his, was one of his mother's recipes. Uh, During the day, he would have several sodas, including Pepsi, Cola, um, orange, and black cherry Shasta. Oh, Shasta's so good. Have you ever had it? No, what is that? It's a soda. They sell it here in Utah. It's so good. Really? Mm-hmm. Well, have to go try it. Yeah. Um, which he'd have in the fridge all the time. He also liked ice cream sandwiches. And, of course, bacon, sour cream, and pound... Oh, sour cream pound cake. Lemon meringue pie and fried pickles. That is a long list of snacks. And those aren't even snacks. That's, like, just dessert. But he would just eat them as snacks. Oh, my gosh. So the first food that was one of Elvis's favorites is called the Fool's Gold Loaf. Elvis and his friends hopped on a private jet and flew from Memphis to Denver. The reason was not a movie or a problem or an emergency. It was because his man had a craving for the golden or the Fool's Golden Loaf. That's why they flew from <laughs> Memphis to oh Denver. Oh, my gosh. No way. So that night, the the group of guys ate 22 Golden loaves at the price of $37.95 each. Wait, what is it? Um, so it's a sandwich. It's a big, like, do you know the French bread yes. loaves? Okay, yeah. so it's one of those. Then you cut out, so you cut it in half. You, you carve out all the bread so it's hollow. Okay. You put a whole jar of peanut butter. Ew. A whole jar of jelly and several packs of fried bacon. That's what's on the sandwich. It contained 9,000 calories per sandwich. And they ate how many? And they ate 22. In one sitting? In one sitting. A group of guys ate 22 of those sandwiches. At $37.95. I mean, the guy had money, but still. $800. Oh, my God. $800. That doesn't even sound good, though. No. It's disgusting. I mean, I would want to try, but I wouldn't want to try, like, a huge... Like, that's nasty. Yeah, like, probably a bite. So, it was one of Elvis's favorite dishes, though. Like, he loved it. He would fly... I mean, fly. clearly, he flew there. He f- yeah, he would fly all the time just to go there. Okay, so the next thing he liked was a fried peanut butter and banana sandwich, also known as fried peanut butter and nanner sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> so, in 1987, Mary Jenkins, who who was Presley's favorite cook at Graceland for 14 years, appeared on The Leatherman Show and kind of showed everyone how to make the sandwich. It took her 14 times to get the sandwich right to where Elvis liked it. 14 times she had to try to make it. So what you do 
So you get a whole stick of butter, you put it in a pan, and you let that melt. Oh, no. A whole stick of butter, okay? <laughs> and then you get two slices of white bread, previously toasted, so you toast the, the bread. Then you take peanut butter and you smear it on both sides, and then you cut bananas, you um, put it on top of the peanut butter. Sometimes he would add cooked bacon on that as well. What's with the bacon? <laughs> I don't know. This man, I like did a whole bunch of research. I was like, why does Elvis like bacon so much? He was a red meat guy. He always had to have some sort of meat during a meal. Huh. So, so you put bananas and then sometimes bacon. You put that together and you cook it in the pan in the stick of butter melted pan. No. And you would just cook it on both sides. And she said that Elvis ate it probably once a day. I feel like once a day isn't bad, though. No, but he would eat it, like, a lot. Like, that was one of his favorite things. Wait a minute. Okay. I feel like that would taste good. Yeah, but why would you use a whole stick of butter in a pan for Yeah, a whole stick of butter is a a little excessive. You really have to get that bread. The bread... It's probably soggy. But then it gets toasted, too. That's true. So you, like, pre-toast it before, and then you cook it in the pan. But I feel like... uh, I don't know. Just get buttered bread. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. Mary did also say, though, that Elvis was a great boss. He was as friendly as he could be. He always treated her really really well and said that he would always, she would always have a job. And he'd give, like, his staff, like, $500 bonuses all the time. Wow. Just because. I do believe that he was a good boss and, like, a really respectable person because you know how in the movie Elvis fires the colonel on stage? Yeah. Not true. Oh, I did read that. Yeah. I did read that that wasn't true. But there was an incident where he was on stage and he was getting mad at, I think it was Baron Hilton, for firing one of his favorite employees. Oh, that's sad. Yeah. Dang. And then afterwards is when him and the colonel had a big fight. Mm-hmm. And that's where the colonel kind of goes in with the, you owe this much money if you want to stop doing this. Oh, okay. That makes sense. In Vegas. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, Elvis was put on diets multiple times, but never stuck to one because his words were, food is the only thing I get enjoyment from. Is this, like, all of this food crazy stuff happening after Priscilla has left Mm -hmm. him? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so he starts going, like, crazy with this food after because he said, I only get enjoyment from food now. So that's why he eats so much. He even went to the hospital and was on a strict diet. He would call his chef, Mary... And would ask her to smuggle smuggle hot dogs with sauerkraut, which she did. Why would she do that if she's in the hospital, clearly? He He wanted food. She was like, okay. Um, So the scariest and most dangerous weight loss program that Elvis was ever put on was called the Sleeping Beauty Diet. Now, this is terrible. What is the Sleeping Beauty Diet? So when you sleep, you don't eat, obviously. So Elvis took sedatives to sleep for hours on end. He even pushed it so far to where a doctor put him in a medically induced coma so he wouldn't eat and lose weight. Elvis obviously never lost weight, and the last thing that his cook made him was a cheeseburger. Good old cheeseburger. Good old cheeseburger. Fun fact, this is a fun fact, Graceland is open to the public, but Elvis's bedroom is not open to the public due to the intense um, interest in the singer's death. Only members of the Presley family are allowed and you, if you, even if you're famous or you're president, they won't let you in the bedroom. Well, what's in the bedroom? I don't know. So No but, one's allowed to go. But the only famous person that was allowed in there was Nicolas Cage because he was married to Lisa. He's the only person besides the Presley family that has been in Elvis's bedroom. No way. Because he was married to Lisa. Are they still Lisa. married? No. They were married for like two years in like 2002. Oh. 
Is she married now? I think she's divorced. She um, was married for a long time to this one guy. Anyways, so that's kind of a... Elvis for you, that's right? That's Elvis for you. That's There's insane. also been some conspiracies that Elvis is still alive. I don't believe that. <laughs> There's one, though, that I think is pretty interesting that I'm going to read you real quick. Oh, is it the one with the picture of him? No, that one's like... Pfft. No. That one... There's one... Okay, so for those of you that don't know, if you look on the website or on... If you type in, like, Elvis conspiracies... There's this picture of this guy. He's like a big dude. He has a white beard. He looks like Santa. He looks like Santa Claus pretty much. Looks absolutely nothing like Elvis. (laughs) And somebody even wrote like, this is a really far-fetched conspiracy. (laughs) But it's only because he was at Graceland on Elvis's 82nd birthday with security around him. But I mean, he doesn't even look like Elvis. Yeah, no. No. But there is this one that's really interesting. A week after Elvis's death, a man traveled to the Memphis airport and purchased a one-way ticket, one-way ticket, sorry, to Buenos Aires, Argentina. Aires. Aires. Is that how you say it? How do you say it? Buenos Aires. Buenos, Buenos Aires. Aires. Buenos Aires. I'm white, okay? <laughs> <laughs> um, allegedly, the man looked quite like the rock and roll legend and gave the man John Burroughs, which is known as an alias that Elvis would use to book hotels. Since then, many fans have posted images online of a man walking around in, what's the place, do you know? Buenos Aires. Perfect. <laughs> but some people, there's a, there's literally a society. There's probably like, a Facebook group. There is a Facebook group. <laughs> oh, shoot. And there's a society called like Elvis is still alive or something like that. Huh. Where they literally purposely go around figuring out where Elvis is. That's interesting. It's Elvis interesting. had a very interesting life, to say he the least. He really did. I mean, he had a lot. The poor guy. He had a lot. Or I guess, like, being in the spotlight also does take a toll on your life. Yeah, Especially exactly. in the decisions that you make. Exactly. Um, do you have any facts about the movie? Yes, I do. That are real and fake. Oh, if you have not seen the Elvis movie, and you don't want spoilers. I mean, we kind of spoiled it. Well, we kind of so. did. <laughs> spoiler well, alert. Spoiler alert. We at the end of the be- show. <laughs> we should have said that at the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so no, we watched the movie. I So before Elvis came out, I never listened to Elvis music. I wasn't really a fan. Not that I didn't like him. I just wasn't really knowledgeable in his music or himself. Same. And then this movie came out and I was just, hey, this looks pretty good. Mm -hmm. And if it's anything like Bohemian Rhapsody, which I mean, I've loved Queen for a long time, even before that movie came out, I was like, hey, I'm gonna try out this Elvis movie. So we went to go watch it, me and Sydney. Mm Mm-hmm. Loved it. So, it so good. good. So good. So good. Watched it for a second time with another friend. And then I was going to go watch it a third time. I just couldn't do it because I can't stand Tom, Tom Hanks. Yes, Cannot I can't either. stand him. He makes the movie really hard for me to watch. And he does. It is a very good movie in our opinion. <laughs> yes, our opinion. It's very good. But... Tom Hanks, he just does so good at his acting that it makes it really hard to watch. Right. Like, you hate his character Mm -hmm. so much. Which you're supposed to. Yeah. And they did say that... So, he is, like, a Dutch citizen, this colonel guy, the manager of Elvis, Mm -hmm. played by Tom Hanks. And the way Tom Hanks was portraying him, especially the voice, was just irritating me. And that's not even what he sounds like in real life I wonder if I can find a clip. I don't know. Something about Tom Hanks, man. Like, I can watch some of his other movies. It's just... I don't know. Yeah, this one, it was just... Ugh. Yeah, and like, half the time you're like, Elvis, don't do it! 
don't listen to him. But then, you know, it's a movie, it's drama, it's yeah. um, not actual fact half the time. Sorry, I just, it wasn't vibing with him. No, I absolutely hated him. And like, ugh, he's so disgusting. All he wanted from Elvis was like his money. The money. Which, I mean, was probably true. Because like that man was corrupt. Yeah, movie was great. Aside from that. Aside from Tom Hanks. Yeah. He did a really good job. He did I don't do say, a good like, job. He did terrible. He did a really good job. Yeah, as an actor, it, he did. Yeah, which makes it hard to watch it again just because he did such a good job. And he is supposed to be right someone you hate. And I also don't like the way the director, Baz, took... Like, he his way of making movies is having, like, a narrator. Mm-hmm. The Great Gatsby. He did mm-hmm. that movie. And he had... What's his face? The guy who played Spider-Man narrate Toby Maguire. Yeah, Toby Maguire narrated basically The Great Gatsby. And in for the Elvis movie, Baz had Tom Hanks as the colonel narrate it, which in my opinion, you made him the bad guy. And so why would you have him narrate? I guess he did see through all of Elvis's life. Yeah. And he he did manipulate it in ways that only he would know. So it would make sense coming from the colonel to narrate it. It's just like I think that perspective is what made me hate his uh-huh. character. Yeah. The only thing I don't like about the movie, though, is they really focus on the colonel and his story, on how he kind of, like, manipulated Elvis. Right. I do wish they focused a little bit more on Elvis and, like, his relationship with Priscilla, his relationship with his daughter, just not always focusing on the colonel. Even though he was a big part of Elvis, it almost seemed like they were just yeah. focusing on the colonel and how... He corrupted Elvis so much. Right. Which it was a big part of Elvis's career. Yes. But he also, like, people do say, yes, he was a bad guy, but he also did make a lot of good decisions for Elvis. Yeah. To make him who he was today. Yeah. Which, yeah, understandable. I mean, he had good ideas and ways to make Elvis big. And then, you know, come to find out, Baz actually said that there is a longer version of this movie that deep dives into his life. And he did say it is not coming out for a very long time. I'm mad maybe about that. Because yeah. he said that it was like, it's more focused on Elvis. Like, it's okay, so this movie is almost three hours. It was it's a like, long movie. Long. It's like two hours and 40 minutes. It is really long. And then the one that he hasn't released is four hours. And it dives more into Elvis and his life. Yeah. With him and like his daughter. Which would be so. nice to see that. Which I mean, I think you should just release that part and take out the part that we've already seen, you know? Right. But, anyways, go on with your um, movie... Movie review. Movie facts. Austin Butler. Let's talk about him. Oh my gosh, this man. (laughs) He has a chokehold on me. (laughs) (laughs) This man, he literally... Oh my gosh, he did so good. I could talk about him for hours. I will say, I had a massive crush on this guy because of the Carrie Diaries. (gasps) I never saw that, but he looks fine. He, he was so good. That show, I loved that show. And when they stopped it, I was so upset. I used to, do you know, like, so he used to be in a lot of Disney stuff. Do you remember when he was on Sharpay's yeah, Fabulous Yeah, I Adventure? legit watched that because of Elvis. <laughs> he was, that was, like, the first movie I ever saw with Austin Butler in it. And I think he was probably, like, one of my first childhood crushes. Yeah. I didn't know that he could sing, though. I didn't either. He did so good. Like, but he didn't him. sing a lot. He only did the younger Elvis. And then afterwards, it, a lot of it was dubbed with um, actual Elvis. Yeah. Singing. But he did sing quite a bit. Oh, he did so good. Oh, fun fact. So, Elvis Butler. Time did you say he went, Elvis Butler? Elvis. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> you mean Austin Butler? <laughs> Elvis? What? 
Hey, it's okay. He did play <laughs> Elvis. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Austin Butler, first time in the recording studio, leaves crying. Why? So Baz Luhrmann, the director, and a bunch of the executives made fun of him. <gasps> That's so mean. So yeah, you think it's mean, right? Only to come to find out that it was a way to get El- Austin. <laughs> it was a way to get Austin in the mindset of Elvis. Oh, that's actually really smart. It is smart. But he didn't know. He didn't know. Oh, that's That's got to be rough, like hard on your like mental ego state? or whatever. Yeah. But also, oh, I did see, I don't know if you put this in there, but like he actually played on like Elvis's guitar. I think I read that like somewhere. Like they gave, yeah. I don't know if it was like Priscilla or somebody gave Austin Elvis's guitar so he could play off, like, his music on it. Wow. Or something like That's that. That's awesome. Yeah. Austin Butler's whole experience to be personify Elvis is a little crazy. So production started kind of, like, around the time COVID started happening. Okay. And this was in Australia because the director, Baz, lives there. And so Austin Butler was quarantined in Australia for, could be wrong, I think it was two years. Oh, he was shoot. stuck there with nobody. There, he's just kind of like, well, we're not filming, and, you know, you you can't really go out because of COVID. So he kind of just took on the Elvis role, and he's like, okay, let me get this right. Let me make sure I'm getting these moves correctly, the way Elvis talks. He said that he feels like the way his mouth moves when he talks is completely different now because of the way Elvis did it and how he wanted to make sure that he got it the same way. Well, isn't his voice like everyone's been making fun of him for like right. his So I actually now? went and looked at his previous interviews or videos and then looking at them now, I don't know. Like you want to say yes because yeah, I, the Elvis movie just came out. You we've all seen it. We all kind of hear what he sounds like there and it sounds the same now. But I don't think it's much of a difference. No, I think there's a slight difference, but and people are like, "Why did you change your voice?" This man had to do his accent for, like, two years. Right. He wanted to stay in the character of Elvis for two years. Like, that's, like, if I decided to talk British for two years. Like, I think it would be hard to go back to normal voice. And he's just kind of like, well, this is my voice now. Like, honestly, it's been so long. It has been so long. And it's not that big of a difference. Honestly, I think it's pretty. It is slightly there, the Elvis accent. But I also think it's not as exaggerated as everyone is Mm -hmm. making it. Yeah, it's not that bad. If you want to look it up, I'm sure there's, like, compilations on YouTube. You can make Austin Butler's voice before And I'm sure it, like, comes out more in certain situations. Right. But But it's honestly, like, not that big of a deal. Right. I don't think. I think he sounds better. (laughs) (laughs) So, yes, two years, COVID. Then they started filming again. Immediately, 24 hours after they were done filming, his body shuts down. He had to be hospitalized. Austin had to be hospitalized? He had to be hospitalized, yes. Why? Just because? Just, I don't know. Like, how much he pushed himself? Probably. Probably just, like, exhaustion or something. I'm sure it was that. Oh, my gosh. That's crazy. Okay. The colonel and his gambling addiction. Is this true? Because it's true? True. Wait, even about, like, the whole, like, deal with Elvis? Yes. <gasps> okay, so if you haven't seen the movie yet, there's this scene in the movie where Elvis is performing on stage and the colonel... In a Vegas casino or hotel. Yeah, it's, like, the International Hotel or something like that, which is where he did all of, like, his residency. And the colonel's sitting at a table with, like, the owner of the hotel? I think it was, yeah. And the colonel had a huge gambling debt at the hotel because there's, like, a casino in there. 
So he's like trying to. They make a contract. They make a contract to have Elvis come back every year and make like a couple million dollars. And right. if he comes back every year, then the owner of the hotel will get rid of the colonel's debts and have like unlimited spending. Credit. Spending, yeah. yeah. So that's true. So that's mostly true. Yes. Oh my gosh. So the colonel did have Elvis commit to seeing at the Vegas hotel to settle his debts. Because he was gambling. Right. They're saying it was like a million dollars a year, but people think that's a little low. And I'm just like, what? A million dollars? Well, for dollars? Elvis, that is a little low. I think this is more for like the gambling. I don't know if he had a like an unlimited allowance. So I don't know if this one million was the allowance. But yeah, I mean, this guy's gambling addiction was insane. They literally brought a roulette table up to his room. Are you kidding me? Not kidding. Yeah, and he did, his last couple of years of his life were spent in casinos. Just gambling? Yep. Gambling away his oh life. Oh my gosh. Okay. The whole Elvis wanting to do international tours. Yes, and they couldn't. He wanted to. Elvis wanted to so badly. Colonel Parker didn't want him to go at all. That was true. Okay. Um, his excuses were security reasons. Yeah, like he did in the movie. Don't have enough money. The audience isn't going to be big. Not enough seats or whatever. What the? (laughs) His main reason that he didn't want Elvis to go was because he didn't have a passport. Can't get one because you're kind of like not an American citizen. Yeah. And I think if you left, you can't come back. That's crazy. I mean, that was just mainly the reason. And then he didn't trust anyone else to take his place internationally. Just send Elvis and send someone else to go with him. But he didn't want that. Oh, my gosh. Well, that's kind of like in the movie, he got mad because Elvis was like, well, we should do it. And then he's like, no, we can't because security. But then he was like, well, I can't because I'm not a citizen. Then he got like, he's like, well, I was the first one to do the the televised concert or something like that. Right. For people internationally. Okay. Yeah. That's so crazy. His manager was like trash. He was. I don't know. It, It just made me so mad at the end of the movie. I was just like. Let him go. Oh, and then when he was like, people say, I killed Elvis, but you really killed Elvis. Like, us fans really killed Elvis. Oh, my God. Do you remember when he said that? When he, was when like, he said that, People no. say that I've killed Elvis, but you know, he died. You killed him because of the love he had for you or something like that. I was like, bro, bro. Enough. Stop. Enough. <laughs> Anyways, if you haven't seen the Elvis movie, it's really good. Highly recommend it. It's then probably not in theater anymore, right? I think it's so. It's, it'll be on HBO Max next week or the oh, week nice. after. Let's go. So, if you haven't seen it, I highly recommend. I love that movie. Um, I gave it... Because I love watching movies. I love... And I'll say, like, the way Baz Luhrmann directed the movie, I'm not really a fan of his style so much. Same. So, this is placed, what, back in the 50s? 50s, 60s, 60s, and 70s. 70s? Yeah. It's not really... The vibe, it's not giving that time, a lot of the time. Because he does like to incorporate our style of today. When he did Viva Las Vegas mixed with Toxic by Britney Spears. Yeah, he mixes a lot of the older style from that era with our style, especially with Doja Cat's music. Like, Uh it, it, it was a nice song, but I don't feel like it fit in. And also, in that scene, Doja's basically trashing Elvis in that song. Yeah. And it didn't fit in that He's like, scene. She's like, this ain't staying in Vegas. Like, it's really, it's just a roast of Elvis. Right. And it's because it's, there's a lot of controversy, ugh, controversy 
with Elvis and the black community mm-hmm. and the artist of them. I think there's a lot of mixed reviews. Some people say, like B.B. King especially, he did support Elvis. He did defend him a lot of the times. And he, they did say, a couple of artists said, that he paved the way mm-hmm. for black artists. And then other people will say he didn't really do much for them. Yeah. There was this one... They did talk about that on Graceland.com, too. Oh, wow. I, I didn't know if they'd actually mentioned it. Well, all they said was, like, his influence, his musical influence came from, like, the gospel he heard at church and the all-night gospel singing he heard on the streets of Memphis, on, like, Bell City. Oh, kind gotcha. of. I mean, that's, like, a short thing. Right. So, like, um, when Elvis died, the press um, hailed him as the king of rock, and a lot of people more so within the black community, said, no, he's not. Like, because they have their own well-known artists. And it was during the time where there was a lot of segregation. And it wasn't really fair that there are these great artists, but they are not getting recognized because of the color of their skin. Right. So it's not fair, and you can't name Elvis the king only because he's a white person. Right. And so, he has that kind of musical. Didn't he steal some of his songs too? Like Hound Dog supposedly is not he originally did. his. It's Oh yeah, no. Well, there was this one scene in the movie real quick where they're at this bar and this guy is singing and Elvis is like, Man, I really love to do like that take a cover on, of a a cover song. that song. And one of the guys is like, Well, you get more popular than he is. Yeah, like, that during was the BB time. King. That was BB King, yeah. yeah. Where he's like, You'd be more popular than his song is right now. He said you'd make a lot more money you'd than make this a lot guy more would money. ever would in yeah. his lifetime. Yeah. And it's so unfair. It's, like, disheartening to hear because, I mean, that's just how it was back then. Mm-hmm. Which crazy. is really sad. It's really sad. And it's kind of sad that the people who made the songs don't really get... They're recognized. Yeah, recognition. I liked that Doja did, when she created that little spin of Hound Dog, she did use Mama Thornton's... Mm-hmm. Vocals? Vocals. Did she actually? I don't... So, I did read that they couldn't really... Because it's, like, it was recorded way back then. So they had to, like, refurbish it and try to make it as close to her Her vocals. possible. Yeah. Yeah. So it does kind of sound a little bit like her, but they couldn't use the original just because it was so old. Yeah. And they had to, like, refurbish it, I guess. Or remaster it? Remaster it. Yeah, remaster it. Yeah. So they they tried to make it sound as close to her as possible, but... But either way, it was a good song. Oh, I liked how in, in the movie Elvis' Last Days... Um, he's kind of like, he's got nothing going for him. He's just going to the Vegas, um, hotel to perform. Uh And then all you hear on the radio is the Jackson 5 performing at this, um, hotel. And then you've got the older guy, Elvis, playing at this hotel. It's just like, I mean, you're not going to be popular forever. And other people are going to come up and outshine you. But he did, like, and in the movie he did say, like, I'm not going to have an impact on people, my life isn't going to mean anything, which I think it did. I think it did. He, and he, his songs, you know, they were different re- during. They the were time. different, yeah. and he did, like his dance moves were never done before. Mm-hmm. Like that was that's something that like they still talk about today. Mm-hmm. So he did, he did make an impact, or he is remembered in a lot of people's eyes. Yeah. Well, even now, like I don't know how many years later. Yeah, they they made a movie. Like movie forty years out. later, we're still talking about Elvis. Right. So and like he just got a movie. So I do think his his life did have a little bit of... Im- it had a great impact. I mean, on music and yeah. just 
girls in general, like, <laughs> back then. But, like, it's just sad to think that he never thought that he would... Yeah, and I feel like a lot of people think that way when they're trying to make a difference in the world. Yeah. It's like you don't really see it until someone else points it out. Yeah, exactly. And it takes a long time for you to see it in yourself to notice a difference. Exactly. So that's Elvis for you. Thanks for joining us on this episode. We really enjoyed talking about it, doing our research. We thought it was very fun. Check out our Instagram while I can talk. We're going to be more consistent now. I feel like we've made a plan on, like, what to post... Anyway, so thanks for joining us. See, See ya. ya. And, and thank, thank you very much. much.